database or something. Yeah. Like, Google, like Google does, you mean like that? You, mean, you, yeah. you kind of look for it on the internet. You're like, oh, I've got this, that kind of, that kind of yeah. support. Yeah. Stack yeah. Overflow, yeah. Google, yeah. Kind of any, any of those. Any of those. Um, no, I think it's bad procedures, but the... Hello, welcome to Cloud Unplugged. This is season two, episode six. I'm John Shanks. I'm Jacob Shaw. And I think we're going to talk about um, squads, chapters, agile, um, delivery teams, platforms. All of, all, all, of all of the things. Everything that you could talk about. Everything yeah. we can talk about. But I know that this kind of comes up. I think there's quite a few companies we speak to who have adopted different models of different delivery kind of methodologies. Um, then there's a kind of ops models, which I think we kind of brushed on, but didn't really specifically talk about. But there's obviously cloud operating models and all these other things. And they're kind of slightly They're not different. really the same thing, are they? Right? Yeah. Um, so obviously the cloud, uh, a, an operating model is kind of how you organize and uh, deliver um well i, I guess they yeah, tried to solve <laughs> they solve the same they tried to solve the same problem but come at it in two different ways so um the kind of um the way that people are organized and uh, uh creating silos and uh, creating kind of cross-functional teams is the chapter squad you know whatever model that spotify have have coined and decided to um, make up some new words around yeah um uh, but obviously that's been around for ages right because scrum has been around for ages yeah um, lean ways of working has, has been around but uh operating models is i guess a little bit more prescriptive um around uh delivering on something or with mm. something um does that make sense no okay <laughs> <laughs> I think, brilliant i mean i would say it's pretty much synonymous a little bit i think i think obviously the cloud looks at it through the cloud lens yeah of course the the business is looking at it through like productivity and so on one hand you kind of have squads and things tribes or the way they've organized scrum and agile well it could be scrum kanban but anyway it's like agile agile methodologies of like we've got to deliver business applications quickly what's the most effective way as we scale mm -hmm. to not end up in a bureaucratic red taped process slowing down delivery so kind of based on autonomy the other flip side is kind of similar ish but from an architectural perspective um, around the cloud and then like different different um setups around it and then obviously it takes into account like financials and yeah other exactly things. it's slightly it, different but there'll be financials involved even in the squads it's just that they're not talking about it. it's not like it's not there it's just not mentioned that's all i, I imagine i guess within a scrum you're not really managing finances like no. there's you're, you're you're doing that outside of a squad or whatever right yeah so, exactly that's outside um, of the teams but the budgets whereas um with like an op model or something like that it, it's kind of your your you're solving that within the um within an op model like are you cross charging are you um centrally you know taking taking all of that so i guess maybe an op model is um more prescriptive um and and more ha has a lot more to it than just how the team is going to manage itself or you know what the thing is above those teams or how cross-functional disciplines are gonna um evolve um so an op model is is almost how the organization functions and then um squads teams etc are how 
projects deliver um, right. within the organization yeah i d- still don't know again you know cloud's got their operating model um oh yeah clouds clouds got, clouds, their, clouds, clouds got their, sorry i'm just thinking about how to articulate what i'm trying to say my brain's a bit slow this morning <laughs> so um the clouds come up with an operating model spotify's got a way of organizing its teams which is an operating model however you look at it it's a way of operating right yeah. so um the thing that's missing from all this is the effectiveness of both so it's like i mean we can all come up with models it's just like i mean we could just throw models out there until like we're blue in the face but it's what what the measurement of success is with the models and what they're trying to do is it efficiency is it productivity is it about control is it about security so it's about all of those things and i guess sounds like spotify i mean i don't know how many people know about the spotify model describe it are you asking me to describe yeah. it or are you just saying we should someone we should, should someone de- someone, someone just should describe someone this in this stuff room should describe about. this stuff yeah <laughs> can somebody go out there and describe this stuff so we can talk about it properly please <laughs> um no so there's obviously chapters tribes squads guilds i think is probably the most primary thing yeah um a squad I mean, for me, it's semantics, but obviously I'm sure there'll be some people... I mean, Spotify can just say that I'm talking nonsense and it isn't semantics, but a delivery team, which is usually multidisciplinary anyway, they call a squad. An um, agile delivery team. An agile delivery team, exactly. They call that a squad made up of like different skills. Those skills that we'd normally call a function, they call a chapter. <laughs> um, and then... Um, because obviously they're part of like different chapters means different kind of skills then they have a tribe which is all, all of those things together um which we call a business unit yeah. <laughs> um i yeah. guess in in more enterprise stuff yeah. and then they have guilds which is obviously people people with the same interests that can kind of get together share best practices etc which you could call a center of excellence right exactly um very similar concepts so i don't think any of these are necessarily new but it sounds like they're kind of new forward thinking but they've obviously chosen i'm talking a lot here i've kind of realized but they've obviously chosen um like autonomy and speed over maybe standards and best practices um and consistency from what i understand because they don't enforce things it's funny though right you just said autonomy and speed but if you're optimizing for speed then you probably would want to have standards and best practices and uh kind of level um i understand um uh, a, a kind of base or foundation nor way of working otherwise you've got loads of people just going off and delivering and doing maybe reinventing the wheel every time yeah i think the, probably they they solved one problem and introduced others yeah. maybe you know what i mean because it's like the dunbar's law um which dunbar's is a, number dunbar's number 150 yeah. 100 is it 150 100, 100 to 150 isn't it yeah. so um or maybe they've thought that through and thought oh no traditional enterprises we don't want to end up like that mm. right because they're not very efficient not very effective and then the more middle management you end up with the slower things become so it's probably maybe just like actually we don't want to repeat that so what we're going to do is this um but then obviously that obviously introduces different problems yeah. so i guess it's i don't know if this is true i'm just totally guessing i <laughs> work for spotify I'm just, I'm sure. <laughs> but um that's what it feels like to me that they yeah. that they were kind of replacing one set of problems with another and you're right like what about surely the speed of which somebody joins the team and they're effective 
is equally as important. Exactly that, right? Um, like, I mean, the quality of what they're delivering, the time that it takes for them to even be productive, um, for them to understand, I guess, for them to figure out what the difference is in all of the different names, because now you've you've decided to use words that aren't necessarily... Mainstream. Yeah, mainstream. So there's like a bit of a cognitive um, load on what it is to function in the organization um if you're spotify or using that model um so it's it's a bit odd um but it's i can, it I can kind of cooler. see it does sound cool right it although way cooler uh, than business unit a guild yeah, or a, okay. i mean i don't want to be in a guild <laughs> yeah but you're in a chapter uh, maybe it maybe it, it's a page turner yeah page turner. you don't know what's coming next <laughs> i'm definitely in a tribe i have yeah a tribe tribes, one yeah, yeah. I've, squads I've, it sounds like you're going to war um when you come to work or play yeah. football i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i'll play football but yeah i think it just maybe it just sounded better yeah exactly um <laughs> that's our conclusion <laughs> nothing to do with cool end of episode that's <laughs> that's it nothing to do with productivity or <laughs> just sounded cool yeah. that was the motivator um yeah anyway i suppose you're right i i don't know because obviously backstage got built so i don't know where that specifically stemmed from i know of it obviously but i don't know the origins exactly other than it's spotify origins and now it's a thing that teams use under the guise of being autonomous whether that was built from a squad or within a chapter yeah i don't know i'm guessing probably if they didn't have or within a tribe yeah yeah because i'm guessing they wouldn't have wouldn't have had any that any of that central platform team capability per se because they weren't organized in that way Mm. so presumably it was done within a chapter i I guess guess. i guess with most things um i'm not this is a bit of a generalization so let me correct myself before i make it some things they get built um almost by accident right um as a as a byproduct of needing to do something um yeah. and then seeing the value of the thing other teams seeing the value of what they've built and then it just you get more users of that thing there's no r- real intention behind it mm. um other than to solve a problem for a single team but because now you've uh, you've you've shared your ideas and other people have kind of seen that that exists um you now have a bunch of users that and, and a bunch of demands so now you're almost having to solve different problems problems that you didn't necessarily th- think of um i'm not assuming that that's how backstage started but i'm just saying in terms of you know internally built tools that that does tend to happen yeah a fair fair amount um yeah i don't know how yeah, I don't know enough about how it worked, but I guess like the path of least resistance mm. is usually what people take. So if someone's done something and it seems to be working, um, I mean, I don't, I don't really know though, because I'm, I, I mean, surely humanistically they get competitive elements within the business too, right? Because human beings are human beings. Yeah, exactly. Right, egos are egos. Yeah. So whether people refuse to use backstage because they didn't invent it in their chapter. Does that happen? I don't know. I mean, uh, and enter front stage (laughs) (laughs) much quicker. Much much faster. Yeah, I love using front stage. Yeah, front stage is a much better, much better solution. I prefer it to backstage, (laughs) um, to be honest. But yeah, no, I, I, I'm presuming. I guess if it if it's got adoption, but there'll be all those humanistic issues, won't there, with that kind of competitive nature inside of it. It's good though. I think. I mean, competition drives 
creativity and um you know oh, definitely yeah w- without having competition then you've what, what have you got boring yeah it's boring bit, exactly yeah um and you're not really pushing yourself or you know you don't have external factors sort of pushing you to excel um yeah. you kind of it's definitely good for innovation like yeah, if exactly. you're being competitive it helps innovate 100 percent. not sure whether it's great to have the from a cost perspective, as a, as a business, business, yeah, to have that cost <laughs> oh, within just, the company, like you just want to re- compete against Team A. Oh, okay, yeah, sure, you can you can go off and do that. So reinvent solve the that same wheel, problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Reinvent another wheel. That's fine by me. It's yeah. Just another million, million and a half pounds a year. That's totally fine. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if then the um, whether they now have a central backstage team. That's is that? Do they have that now? From what I understand, they do. Um, and I think they kind I guess in terms of like technology, um, they're operating in 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 slightly um different areas. So like, you know, you might have a squad around um a uh, a function in Spotify, let's say a menu or something like that. Um, but then you might have uh squads or tribes around a central function like compute or networking or um backstage or something like that mm. so so it's you can have um alignment to technology um like base level base technology instead of just delivering a feature or a function if that makes sense yeah bit old school though those types of things yeah. like network i mean now it's software defined i mean everything's kind of become software defined pretty much yeah but it's kind of a bit old school to have it is in my my dis my theories like i mean you still need the knowledge of networks i suppose i mean that's got to be a given you need to understand what a network is and, and how routing works and all that kind of stuff and if you kind of have a bunch of people that specialize in that how are you going to organize them because they're they're obviously going to solve the problem like you're you at some stage you are going to centralize on some capability like you don't have um you know finance people in every single team right um Mm. it it just wouldn't scale it doesn't make sense so you 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 always centralize the things um where it makes sense to um and then the reason that you have multidisciplinary teams is obviously to reduce friction getting resources from other teams aligned in that capability so i'm not sure if you would necessarily have the uh, amount of work necessary to have a single networking person in your team it just doesn't make sense yeah especially now things exactly the demand is unless you're just hitting loads of networking issues every day yeah yeah and you needed that person or you're designing something that's basically about networking because it's a networking product then you probably would justify somebody probably a whole team is going to have those skills yeah yeah exactly yeah but i mean i mean yeah clouds kind of removed networking primarily to a point if you just were in the cloud you didn't have any on-prem at all ever and nothing no custom um specific networks and things like that you went all vpn up and data centers and all that stuff and you're born in the cloud you probably wouldn't need a networking team per se really to be fair i wouldn't, I you're, wouldn't imagine. You, you're right I, but you know we probably take this stuff for granted because you know we've come from an area that has evolved with the capabilities of cloud and software defined networks and all that kind of stuff um but if you are just to say a software engineer and you know all you've done is hands-on keyboard writing code and you've not necessarily had to deal with infrastructure and networks and things like that and now you have to 
you have to learn all of those basics and principles then um obviously there's there's ways and tools do you to have to of... learn those things good question do like, you have to if learn those if things if it's just done for you why if it's do you done for to... you great yeah why do you need to learn it probably don't um yeah. but m- m- the 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 change that's happening now and we've talked about it on previous episodes is um more of the kind of responsibility is being pushed down to developers right um in terms of what they have to know and learn and some of those things are taken away by services like you said cloud services or um services that people can offer around them um but if you've got like a problem to solve because Mm. you've seen some network latency then you're just going to spend a lot of time like that might be a central function um that helps you uh with that uh or just like, like google a database or something like, yeah. google, like google does you mean like that you, mean, but you, yeah. you kind of look for it on the internet you're like oh i've got is there, that kind of that kind of yeah. support stack yeah. overflow yeah, exactly. google you know, <laughs> kind of any, any, any of those any of those um no i guess that's fine being facetious but the yeah i don't know i guess shifted we spoke about that before though like shifting responsibilities and we're getting a bit off topic but yeah we spoke about obviously shifting the responsibilities to developers, but not at the expense of them having to spend forever, like exactly. doing all of the courses to learn a thing, you know, and getting all those skills. I think not that like there's anything wrong with obviously learning, but not where it's hampering your delivery because you were there for a reason to come in to begin with with a skill set. And that skill set was the thing the business decided they needed to kind of help deliver. Expanding that skill set's fine, but really, if that's if that's in conflict for speed of delivery, which is maybe what the business wants, mm. you know, faster functionality. And cost. And reduced cost, yeah. You want to do it cheaper, obviously faster, more secure. I mean, all the time, all the same things. Yeah. But um, if it doesn't help in those objectives, then I guess it becomes a bit questionable whether it's working well. So then how you're shifting becomes the important thing. Mm. Because if it requires loads of upskilling, then it's How not and great. what you're shifting. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. It's not um, a great rule of thumb just yeah. to shift stuff for the sake of yeah, it yeah exactly um but yeah anyway squads platform <laughs> is what we're supposed <laughs> to be talking about um which i think we concluded isn't that different to it's uh, just original ways but what so, ways of working it's just lean then, ways of working and then a uh you know a structure on top of um individual teams to like business units like you were saying to manage the overall outcome of what that business or unit is trying to achieve right it's like does it it's not rocket science no but it's been interesting i think the bit i find kind of interesting is the fact that there was obviously still problems mm. because to produce software to make it simpler for de- for developers to deliver application business logic right which is what backstage was there to do um the speed and the process and the consistency on doing that like having the things there ready to go so that yeah. you can be a bit more effective without having to learn loads and abstracting some complexity away as much as possible is mm-hmm. kind of what platforms are about yep. is remove the complexity make the experience better um, around the technology so it obviously must have introduced if you to rewind it and say well what was happening before that existed yeah um like what was the overheads on reinvention you know how much duplication was going on how quickly were people being effective when they joined those teams was it consistent if you joined team x or squad x were you as quick as joining squad y um you know because obviously you're in different different kind of tribes even potentially right so it could be 
yeah different onboarding experiences yeah. like so maybe someone joining the company wouldn't necessarily have the same experience um because you have completely autonomous yeah, teams true, potentially yeah. right so now it, it, it I, I guess the way that i see it is there's a lot of risk in there for the business to have um to just randomized things yeah exactly but i guess we we don't know the ins and outs of um how much autonomy those teams and whether there's uh whether they're giving them like a, a kind of guardrails to be autonomous within um or if we're just saying actually just go off and do whatever you want here's a bunch of money go hire a bunch of people just create your own company <laughs> yeah i guess yeah i suppose it's hard to know though if when you do autonomize you then can't necessarily see all the problems yeah. as well yeah. right so you, you then how you're measuring becomes quite imperative because then if you're not if you're you know whether they care maybe they just don't care and we're overcomplicating it and just like do you know what? we've got loads of money we just don't care anyway we don't need to be like <laughs> the, the the cost efficiencies <laughs> of like trying to be that micromanagement mentality of trying to see everything versus just get on with it it's hard to weigh up the opportunity cost versus like the cost of actually reinvention and duplication and problems that could be in those i'm not sure because i guess because i mean then you're just talking about people and how good at managing they are almost right no 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 i'm so, just saying though if you're if you're if you're autonomous yeah to see the days the ins and outs of each team to then understand overall whether there's some duplication i guess whether that that's problems... what tribes exist for no that's what the guilds of common interest would exist the tribes then end up being multiple squads uh well it's chapters and squads in a tiers. it's like a business unit yeah yeah so for you to say how can i see whether there's whether there's the same issues in many places going on yeah it becomes a bit harder when you've like oh you're in a chapter yeah yeah and you're now in a squad but you're also in a tribe within that squad i.e you're an engineer in a team who's in a business unit who's got oversight whether some of the problems are like replicated in lots of different places mm. and how inefficient that is in aggregate because you could be like well actually that's really inefficient it's cost us loads of money this going on in a business yeah we should do something about it to then set up an initiative to actually solve the problem the hope is that which is maybe what's happened that somebody does solve that problem because somebody sees it somewhere and yeah. then it becomes a pattern for the rest of the business exactly um fingers crossed but it's not deliberate then it's not intentional you're not and, set up to do that and i guess you know those patterns are they then um uh, do, do people kind of enforce that those patterns are used or do, or do they still have autonomy i don't know i think i read somewhere saying that they don't really have massive standards and mm. that they I don't know. I mean, again, we just basically we just need Spotify yeah. to come on and correct <laughs> yeah. everything we're saying. <laughs> we're so, if you work at Spotify, come and speak exactly. to James John. <laughs> Somebody, please, from Spotify, come on and just tell us we're wrong. And actually, all the things we've said are completely incorrect. Yeah, it doesn't work anything like what we've just said. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I don't know. I just feel that when they started and where the world is now in terms of technology and functionality and cloud maturity and all these other things that you probably wouldn't choose to operate like that now i don't mm. think because you yeah. can standardize and stuff easily you can build repeatable ways of working around teams you don't need there is some element that you could create i you could have had a backstage now right they've created something yeah. or 
there's loads of other solutions out there, not just backstage. So why not just use that? Yeah. Why go off and be like, oh, well, we'll see where we end up again yeah, exactly. and go on the same journey ourselves. It's like, well, don't do that. Exactly. Like, why would you? Like, they've just done, like, loads of companies just done that. I guess it doesn't make too much sense to me when you've watched a team, a company go through it and now can see that in the end they had to go and do this anyway. Yeah. So then you're like, well, should we just not go through the same journey as other companies? You're, you're, I guess you're, you're starting to talk about how to deliver software quickly on cloud or, or, or even or public. Anywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, that is exactly that sort of DevOps slash platform engineering um, type world that we talk about so much. It feels like its own topic um, in that, you you know, we could probably talk What's about the topic, Jay? pros and cons know? of um, building a, a platform internally versus going out and using something that already exists like backstage, like anything else. Yeah. Um, so it feels like we, we should probably do know, a separate one, do, on do a separate one on that. Yeah. Do exactly. you, do you go on the journey for the business and work out all the requirements and see if it's, you know, quotes, snowflaked, <laughs> a snowflake business where it's so unique that you can't reuse anything exactly um or you can reuse things but you just have to still stitch them all together whatever those independent things are yeah versus someone's probably got maybe 90 percent there with something so that you don't have to go and do that 90 percent, and you can just add 10 percent of whatever it is yeah if you, you need to um, if you even need to yeah i mean how do you even know the things that you need to do until you've got a baseline like the cost of understanding what that 10 percent is uh, that you might need to solve is um it implies that you even know what it could mean right so you, do you have no philosophically sorry to interrupt but do you think philosophically this is a real philosophical thing <laughs> so i just need to word it in a way that makes sense can just coming out with it um but do you think because the industry because the industry's changing the perception is that it's different but actually isn't you know like we've just done like squads agile all this oh, other right. thing, right Are they it just sounds like it's yeah, it yeah. sounds like it's different it sounds like oh my god a chapter and a tribe and a squad and all this sort of stuff and you think yeah but isn't that kind of semantics yeah. like couldn't you just rename those things to be other things it's, like that's now a business that's actually a business unit that's really called a delivery team that's where like, you could map them to other terms it's probably slight nuance but the same with technologies like containers kubernetes cloud ai ml GitOps, finops you know devsecops blah 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 right all these things sound like everything's yeah. altering so it almost feels like you need to start again like, yeah. oh we better start again and think this through again because it's all changed and you're like i don't know if it has all changed necessarily it's just different principles maybe it, i don't know I'm it's just so, it's so funny you talk about this I was, I was i was watching this slight off topic but i was watching a um uh you know one of those netflix explained shows um and this one was on flags and um let, there's there is a link here so let me bring this back <laughs> um bear with me um obviously one of the things that people love getting behind is this idea of you know, this symbol that represents them um, right and that's almost the same thing here right so hey um spotify i'm going to use a different term with and squads boom you've you've now got a bunch of people that have aligned in some way um even if it's just the way that they're sort of referring to themselves and that creates something like there there is a um 
something that doesn't necessarily get measured in the same way um but it does create some cohesiveness Mm. and sense of direction um so it's I, i think that needs to exist in some way um but it would be nice if that thing was just you know you're you're aligning in t- in terms of what the business is trying to do and the pro- the problem that the business is trying to solve rather than like creating little pockets of um weird alignment mm. with creating new terms and making it h- more complicated or or harder But do you to- think though because the terms are new that the behaviors that get created feels like you know because it's hard because unless you're and we're privileged in some ways because we follow it a lot and we're passionate about what we do is jobs so we're invested heavily in like understanding things but at the same time if if you're more doing the doing day-to-day or maybe you worked at certain companies that wasn't as um i don't know cutting edge potentially in the industry on the Mm. market and then you hear all these terms that it sounds quite confusing so then you feel like you have to go and reinvent in some way so that your next job you might be like oh right okay well the business has said we need to modernize now we need to build things again in a different way but now we're going to learn it and you might not i guess reuse things that exist because you're trying to figure it out right and so then it becomes the process of figuring it out lends you to then probably create something from scratch that probably ends up the same as maybe some existing thing that was already there because you end up going on the same journey internally without being even aware as other people where they're all figuring out each time you're figuring it out you probably end up slight variations of the same thing because you're like how do we deliver software now with all yeah, these principles right, how do we do do you see what i mean and then yeah, you're like right. oh we probably should abstract some of this complexity away we've always do you know what i mean then you're like I'm sure this has happened already before. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Other people have just done this. So to summarize, what you're saying is um, because now there's so many different terms that exist and let's say you're uh, someone that's not necessarily been been in and around these terms or working in in, in a business um, uh, and you've been a bit sheltered from that. Let's say you're going for a new job. um, Yeah, or maybe the company, new new leader, right? Yeah, new new leader leader comes in and they're like, yeah, new we're going to do yeah. this right and a new senior leader comes in and you're like, they're all like inspired to like help the business and the conceit needs transforming yeah. and then you're like what are all these things exactly. and you're like oh my god head spin so then you're because you've now got a bunch of new things to learn and you're going you're now having to go on a journey you're learning by doing yeah, and creating, exactly. creating which is the best way to learn funnily. oh 100 I mean, percent. learning by doing is the best way to learn because you learn through failures and get things wrong that's personally yes it's it's great to yeah do it personally i'm saying yeah. but for the, not business, for the business is it no no, <laughs> no probably not not always um, i mean if you're first to solve those problems obviously fine but yeah. yeah if you can get if you can get to your destination faster by just reusing other people's effort i mean standing just, on the shoulders of giants exactly. right that's what we do all yeah, the time like yeah, we don't yeah, want to solve like physical infrastructure and networking that's we're lazy joe <laughs> yeah exactly we're lazy people <laughs> 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 you know, we don't want to have to think for ourselves <laughs> <laughs> but, but like the effort like just you, you know you're driving a car in a park you're not gonna or, or you know you're going off road you don't want to build a bloody road just to get to where yeah, you're going exactly. right it just doesn't make sense yeah so um yeah so exactly just- so so i guess what are we saying then so what does I think what we're concluding here is there's obviously clearly a need for 
um, for software delivery to be looked at in terms of a technology capability back to teams or back to squads, back to tribes, back to business units, back to projects. Because um, as we were talking about before, the four metrics of like you know mean time to recovery deployment frequency etc devops ones one of them should also be how fast is a developer effective how quickly are they onboarded how quickly can they understand the business delivery mechanism for exactly. their software delivery well it, uh, the way that i kind of see it is um in, in any organization there are two types of teams um teams that are building functions uh, for the business which is you know um, assumed to be external outside you know they're, they're solving a problem for outside of the business something that they can solve but there also needs to be teams that are making it easy for those those teams the ones that are offering the business value to function mm. um, so finance HR maybe a, a you know a center of excellence a cloud platform or or, or platform engineering whatever um but if you think of it in those two different lights then you can start kind of aligning on what that sent those centralized functions the ones that are just trying to solve those internal problems should be um and whether there is a pattern for them um i mean there already is a pattern for them right so every single company will have someone that does finance or some something you know a function yeah something that is legal something that is hr so, you know so it's in software delivery what are those like are there any other functions um that we can start aligning on um to to make that easier but these are i guess they're not necessarily functions we're talking about is technologies already have some like standard Clouds have APIs, right? A thing already. How you can organize delivery around those things in a more streamlined and efficient way because it's become easier in mm-hmm. some ways to probably commoditize these things. We don't have to, it doesn't need to be totally tools and process and people all yep. the way down, right? So it, it doesn't scale unless you're scaling the people with the tools. It doesn't have to be that way. Um, but it is very much that industry still a bit. And then there are companies, I guess, like the Spotify. I think Monzo did the platform, didn't they? And Airbnb have. And but Funny, you say Monzo did the platform. I think after they went on their journey, what, three, like four the, years, they were like, we'd, be, we'd we, buy one next time. 100%. Yeah. There's no way that we want to do that journey again. I suppose though, once you've learned it all, you realize like, I mean, that's what we're just saying. Yeah. You're going to go on a journey think, thinking because maybe there was already something that existed that would have got them there already, yeah. even when they started, um, right? Maybe there was something more beneficial yeah, yeah, to yeah. them in the end than reinventing or recreating another platform. But um, I think yeah. if you think like what we've, um, the conclusion that we've come to um, that we could probably agree on is if you're, you know, doing it for yourself, like that learning journey is great. Um, there's there's not that many things that can um, give you that the same amount of knowledge um, and the depth of knowledge. Um, however, you th- for the business, it it always almost always makes sense to look at something or some you know someone that specialises 
in that field um mm. to solve that problem unless like you said you're a snowflake um or, or so unique in that um your problems can't be solved um or haven't been solved in the industry do you think i, I mean we won't go on too much about this but do you think many people can map technology to business uh, no that's uh, that, i mean uh, um, this is it's gonna sound slightly biased because we we are in and around this right so if you're asking me how many people um i have been um and and seen that can take technology and business and um figure out the relationship between the two in a way that um aligns the business properly yeah um aligns to the direction of the business properly my assumption and my experience is that it's small percentile very small percentage yeah very small percentage of people can can think of it in the way and i'm and i'm I'm sure those people probably think that oh yeah no I'm, i'm doing i'm totally aligned to the business i'm delivering business value but you know you know from their actions and how they're doing the things that they're doing or maybe they're you know there's a capability issue but um it's just not there it's, uh, i don't I, I don't think it's um as high as it should be How yeah you? what would you what do you reckon well i guess i, I kind of agree because i think I, if you're really into tech you might um you only you only can conceptualize what you're what you know yeah what you know and what you're seeing is mm. the problems so i guess if you've got a lot of other senior managers above you and other things you might not really know what the real business challenges are so you could be you could be totally isolated from that so you're just looking at right oh well you know i'm i'm in a project or whatever and i'm delivering fine and that's great and i don't i don't see another project and i can't quite tally whether oh i've just done the same thing as you yeah. and like oh you've done it slightly differently to me and you know oh what does this all mean on aggregate then does yeah. that mean we've all done it because there's 40 projects here yeah, and does yeah. that mean we've all got a slight variation of saying is that risky for the business then we're having all this variety in the company so you know i think it to take a certain mindset to probably start zooming out to then holistically look at it all and be like this isn't necessarily right for Ooh. the business um and, how and can ctos I stop- can be quite detached from that obviously because they're not in they're not seeing that and then you've well, got, they see it with a different lens, they right? See it in a different like, way. There's, yeah. there's, you cannot expect everyone to see all the this, things, the, this, all yeah. of the things no, agree, at the same exactly. time. It's just not possible. But that's what I was explaining with the tribes thing. Yeah, is like you can't see all the problems when you start to autonomize. But no one can. Is the point? Like, how, what in what structure do you think that you can see all of the problems or enough where um, you feel comfortable that you know you can head down on a direction um well you don't necessarily need to i think i I guess it's a bit like history like there are patterns the Mm. humanistic patterns that go on repeatedly round and round and round things don't change that much so i think it's more around the experience and looking for the patterns and being like you know there's a high probability humanistically when we set up a company and we do these things that we're going to end up falling into the same patterns as this company and that company and this other company right so what can we learn from other companies that have kind of gone on these journeys repeatedly 
so that we don't waste the same energy and cost mm -hmm. on basically going through the same process because we'll probably end up landing in roughly the same way um, just slightly differently um, probably maybe some extra learnings maybe there was something slightly unique but not enough so I suppose it's not necessarily about like there's probably enough information out there and enough scale in in the industry to learn enough from it to probably set a good strategy to then prevent needing to kind of go on those journeys or to at least be able to predict roughly but strategy and execution are so different so you might have a great strategy but then because of the people and the capability of or the way that your organization has you know the culture that it has or whatever the execution of that strategy might be really bad right um you know you like all managers aren't the, aren't the same they don't have the same capability oh yeah no whatever. totally so, agree with that you're never going to fix problems ex exactly I'm not saying so, that as in that you're not like a removing all problems just because i mean that's the thing it's yeah it's not that it's error free yeah i'm not saying that but what <laughs> i am saying though is that you can not you have a choice of whether you want to just find the difference between you and the companies and then, you know, the Delta. Yeah, just work on the Delta. Work sure. on the Delta or whether you just want to go on exactly the same journey <laughs> as loads of others. And Depends repeat, if you've got loads of money. <laughs> you've got loads of money and People time. People just don't but, care about yeah. money and time. Yeah, 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 I suppose that's the other thing. But um, yeah, I can't even remember what we've got to, <laughs> what we've got, to got on all this stuff. I mean, I guess... Um, We've, it was behavioural. I mean, it? mostly you've been talking for a while. So. <laughs> I really felt like I was actually listening quite well. To uh -huh. um, but yeah, no, I think, okay, so we've spoken about the team structures. I think we're concluding that um, it makes sense to put some structures around teams. It makes sense to learn from other businesses. It makes sense to investigate how other businesses have already delivered, what the patterns were there, maybe what software they produced. Maybe there's um, a lot of learnings out in the industry. Maybe there's a lot of good products out in the industry that get you the majority of the way there so you don't have yeah. to go on those repeatable journeys. And then it sounds like there's a whole episode that you are going to chair. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> sure. On like platform building i guess and is that what yeah, you're saying sort of built building internal tools and functions um versus going out and buying them um so that could be anything from say cloud platforms finance you know anything so if you if you are uh one of those teams that i talked about where you're kind of taking or, or helping um the the people that are actually delivering the business value um then what does that look like? What are the things that you should consider? What are the pros and cons of, you know, reinventing the wheel versus going out and procuring something that um, solves 90% of those problems? Okay, so let's do that in the next episode then. Done. All right, cool. All right, well, stay tuned when Jay's going to talk about... Uh, just me on my just, own. Just, just Jay, Jay, yeah, because yeah. if it's Jay speaking, I'm not turning <laughs> up. I'm joking. Uh, yeah, so um, Jay will be talking about um, build, building versus... Building versus buying. Versus consuming or buying yeah, or exactly. whatever, yeah. Internal problems. Cool. All right, stay tuned, and we shall speak to you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.